Before we start the show this week, um, I, I wanted to say a quick apology to everyone out there. I I know in a in a twelve uh, game season, thirteen weeks uh, regular season, you know, missing one week is is quite a seems like a pretty big bit. Um, last week, uh, if you saw on Twitter, you know, me and my family were dealing with a a, a pretty rough situation. Um, I I don't really want to go into details of it. The one thing I will say is my my wife's fine. The little girl you heard on here a few weeks back, she's fine. It's it's nothing directly uh, addressing with them. But the one thing I, I do want to say before we get into the show, so that I, because I, I I feel like this is just obviously the last week was was rough for us. Um, but I'd say to anyone out there is if you or anyone you know. Is, is suffering from some kind of substance addiction. If it's you, get help. You you don't want people lining up and telling stories about what used to be and wishing for what could have been because you were hooked on something and, and needed help. Uh, if you know someone, the best thing I can say is try and be there for them. I, I and sorry to start the show on a rough point, but I wanted to to, to make sure that I I explained why I was away. I think most of you kind of get the gist um, without going into the details of of some of what made it happen there. But um, if you're someone who who's having a problem, please please get help. Um, there's lots of resources out there. Lots of them. We're gonna put some in the show notes uh, just as far as any kind of number to call on and whatnot if you do. But but please do. A Midnight Waffles podcast. This is Battle Stations, a podcast about the Columbus Destroyers and the Arena Football League. I'm Frank Walker. And welcome back to Battle Stations, folks. Thanks for listening again. Uh, sorry for the rough transition from, from how the show started to this, but there's really not an easy way to move out of that. So we're just going to jump right into jump into the fun that is Arena Football. Uh, first note, this week we will not have our normal guest of Coach Matt Salk. He is taking advantage of the bye week to spend time with family so uh rest up coach it's not been an easy season so we hope you get a chance to to uh to enjoy the good things in life a little bit as you uh as you get prepped for next week last week's game was a trial to watch i think we all know that feeling it was just hard and it was just one of those games. I, I the thing is, I was going back and looking at things before we got to this week's episode, and the stunning thing to me is that at halftime it was twenty-one twelve. I mean, in a game that ended fifty to twelve, it's just stunning how how much everything fell apart. Um, I mean, the Destroyers just didn't. And and the thing is, when you were watching that game, I mean, they closed out the first half with two touchdown drives. And and it's it looked like maybe there was hope. And then the second half was just awful. There were two interceptions, a fumble, and a safety. I mean, it was just... Oh, it was just so hard to watch. And it's 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 
part of where the trial is at this point of, of being a Destroyers fan, and I hate to put it that way, is that for so many games, they looked close. And and I hate to compare it to one of my other favorite sports teams, but I kind of have to. It's kind of the way I saw a lot of seasons ago as a Browns fan, where some of those early games, it looked like there was hope. It looked like they could kind of stick with it for a bit. And even in those seasons where they were real bad and only pulled off four or five or six wins or something, it, for some of those games, they looked real competitive. And then come the end of the season when it was obvious they were out of it, it looked like the bottom just fell out. And I'm hoping that's not what happens here because we still got two games left. And you want to get a second win? I mean, you want to get something? I mean, looking at the schedule, Albany and Washington, I'm not sure where they're going to get it. But, uh, I mean, double-digit losses in a a 12-game season is going to be... It could be rough. I mean, and it's going to be tough to avoid at this point. And it's just been a hard game. It's a hard season to watch. Um, We've seen Grant Russell play great, and then we've seen things like this week with four picks. And we've seen the team look really good at times, and then there was this week where things just... I mean, the first half looked okay, and then things just fell apart. And, And... Ugh, it's so hard to watch, and you gotta kind of wonder what's gonna happen, um, how things are gonna go going forward. I mean, these last couple of games—is it gonna be more of just throwing guys out, trying to see who can play well, who can show some kind of talent? I honestly don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, we're hoping for the best. The team has this last home game on July fourteenth, three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, so a Sunday game, three o'clock, and then the twentieth they play at Washington, three thirty, on that Saturday. So it's 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 a rough go. I mean, it's it's not been a great season on the field anyway. It's been real rough. So we'll we'll see where this goes. One story we did need to address: there were rumors that got out on Facebook that the Destroyers that the the that essentially the Arena Football League. There's a lot of talk about expansion this last week or two, but. Um, the talk was that the Destroyers were going to, the Arena Football League was going to like rebrand the Destroyers and move them to Cleveland and make them the Cleveland franchise. That's not happening. It's just not. Uh, I, I mean, Commissioner Bo said it on Twitter after things kind of blew up more. But we've heard from everyone, this isn't happening. Anyone who has a decision-making power in the Arena Football League who talks to the public is telling us this isn't happening. Now, if there's some crazy cloak... It, I mean, the thing is, whoever started this rumor has got a better source than Commissioner Bo does. That's that's what it would come down to at this point if they were right. Unless Ted Leonsis or Ron Jaworski got on and whispered it to somebody, to some random guy that this was going to happen. It's not happening. It's just not where we're going with this. So, I do want to clear that up. I mean, as bad as the season has been... It won't be one where we end having to fight a different team. That is for sure. Um, so that's that's good. Uh, this game, this last week, I just I, there's not a lot to say about it. it. It's if you if you're a hockey fan in Columbus, you've heard Tortorella, uh, the coach of the Blue Jackets, say sometimes, "Just burn the tape," and that's what this game feels like. Just burn the tape. Yeah. Things just went bad, and, and it never got any better. So I can understand it. And this one's kind of... 
we just... Oh, it was bad. Giving you an idea of how bad. Um, I do want to point out uh, on AFL Fan Zone, kind of our sister website here, uh, a great new feature from uh, a writer, Anthony Renard. He he put together, if you're not familiar with it, um, there's something known as, as ELO rankings uh, in sports. It's kind of an advanced statistic thing. Uh, they're most used in the NBA. I've seen different sports have different versions of them. 538 tends to do a lot of them. Um, who's big in, into, into doing uh, stats and sports and all that. And he does a ranking for the Arena Football League. And it, it's really cool on the website there. Uh, he kind of has, you know, it's a statistical numbers-based thing that gives you an idea of who's going to win, who's going to, you know, how teams are at, where their projected wins are at. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a cool setup. Um, as of right now, it's projecting who has chances to get into the playoffs, where the championship percentage chance is, all that good stuff. The, the thing as far as, so I'd say go check it out. It's a cool addition to the Arena Football League fan base here. The section I want to just straight up read out of his article here is the section he wrote about the Destroyers. This is painful, folks, so stick with me. The Destroyers suffered a painful 38-point loss last Friday at Baltimore. This was the largest margin of victory since a, since a readable 30-champ Philadelphia ran up a 70-21 to win, also in Baltimore during the 2017 season. Columbus scored twice in the second quarter, but was shut out in the second half. This was the first time a team had been held scoreless in a half this season, and the 105th time in league history. The last instance came in Week 11, last year when the Valor failed to put up any second-half points against the Soul. It sadly gets worse for Columbus as they posted the sixth worst offensive performance since box scores became available in 2000. The Destroyers scored just 12 points on their 13 offensive possessions. Ah, it's so bad. Uh, he, when he breaks down the numbers, it was a .92 points per drive. To, to let you know, everybody who's on the list that's on that website, that's on that, they lost. Um, it's so bad. How how inept things went, and and we talked about it. I mean, it, it, it's a little bit. I mean, when you have four interceptions, two fumbles, and the safety, the safety is the extra killer because not only is it a turnover because you have to kick off to the team, but then they get the two points on top of it. It's just just the worst. Um, it, it, it's it's just the worst. I mean, um, it, and then what makes makes it different is. On the other side of the coin, Atlantic City had an offensive explosion in their win over Washington. They became the 15th team to post a 7.0 or better after scoring 73 points on nine drives behind new QB Warren Smith. In week three of this year, Albany hung 50 offensive points on the soul on only seven possessions. The only team to exceed 7.0, Albany had put their name on the list again two weeks ago. So when he's saying exceed, getting to 7.0, this is essentially for every point for every drive you have did you get 7 points. Albany actually got to 7.13 points. They averaged more than a touchdown and the extra point per drive. It's in, it, I mean just when you when a team's doing that it's going to be hard to beat them. And grant and, and no shock when you look at the list of teams who scored uh 7 points, averaged 7 points per drive in the list that he has there for since 2000 all of them win as well. Sometimes much closer games, much more exciting games than what the list of the Destroyers were on, but nonetheless. So it's a cool article to check out. I'd recommend going over to uh, AFL Fan Zone to check it out. And one other one, this one uh, went up 
a little while ago, but I wanted to click on it because it's just, it's, we're to the time of year, oh, June 27th. Okay, so it hasn't been since our last show that it went up, but it's the time of year. Um, the Arena Football League's announced that they want to name the expansion teams at the Arena Bowl, which will be in uh, August, which will be really cool to have kind of a length before that, as opposed to last time when we had a couple of months. Um, to have a whole off season to discuss where teams are going and how's the you know who the new teams will be, all of that. Uh, but there was an article written by Richard Martin on there: five former AFL franchises that should return soon. Um, I, at this point, is to look at these being five that could return, and there are some interesting names on the list: um, the Albany or the sorry, the Nashville Cats. Which, if you remember the Nashville Cats, they had a real fun color scheme there. Now, a lot of articles are keep referencing that the Arena Football League wants to expand in the Northeast. I think we've talked about on this show why I think that's odd, why I don't think that's what they're going to do. Um, I think the Midwest plays the right to go. Now, if they're trying to get higher TV revenues, maybe the Northeast is the way to go. Maybe since there's a higher concentration of, of uh, gambling uh, in the Northeast, there was an article that said uh, that I think... New Jersey had actually beaten out Vegas for more sports gambling um, in the last month or something, some period of time in that. But it's interesting. Um, so, I mean, the, the teams on the list that were in this article, there's the Nashville Cats, the New York Dragons, the Chicago Rush, the Grand Rapids Rampage, and the Cleveland Gladiators. I will immediately sign on for all of those but New York. Uh, part of it is we all know about how much we've talked about the Midwest here. Um Honestly, if you had Columbus, Nashville, Chicago, Grand Rapids, and Cleveland, that'd be a really good cluster of teams. Nashville's a little bit on the outside. Uh, Chicago's a little bit of a long drive, but it would work. I think it would be a good a good kind of grouping of teams to have together there. Um, going forward to have a Midwest grouping, and then you have your, your Eastern grouping. Now, if you were to throw New York into the mix, the advantage there is that you get kind of a sixth, you have, you'd have six East Coast teams and then five Midwest starting to reach into the South with Nashville teams. So depending on how many teams the league projects having, that could be a good fit. Um, so that would be my, I mean, I, so if I, if it were me picking from this list, if I were going to pick a couple, cause they've, the Arena Football League has said, multi- we've heard multiple times, and I remember at the opener when we talked to Commissioner Bo, he mentioned specifically it would be two. Uh, two teams going, and then most likely another two the year after that, and another two the year after that. If I were going at these teams and saying how I would want them to be kind of deployed, I would say next year you would go Cleveland and Chicago to add a major market and to get Cleveland back in the mix with Columbus. Chicago might be a big enough city to just get crowds on their own. The year after that, I would probably go Grand Rapids and Nashville. So you're combining, again, kind of a smaller market in Grand Rapids with a bigger one like Nashville. And then if if the situation is right for New York, because that's another situation that's different. New York is interesting because the arena situations are weird. Um. Because you could, I mean, Madison, we, we've never really, I mean, a few times we've seen arena football play some games at Madison Square Garden, I think, but Madison Square Garden is busy. Madison Square Garden is expensive. I think it would be hard for an arena football team to find a home there. You've got the Barclay Center. The Barclay Center is a terrible idea for arena football. And the main reason I say that is it's been a terrible idea for the, for the Islanders of hockey. 
the building is not built to accommodate a hockey team, so some of the sight lines are bad. Now, on the base, same base idea as what a lot of arena football teams are doing, where they're just trying to fill that lower bowl, Barkley Arena might be okay. Um, or the Barkley Center. Because if you're just trying to fill that lower bowl, then you won't have the same sightline issues. Now, for those of you who aren't quite sure what I'm talking about, when the Barclays Center was built, it was built in mind of the Nets moving over from New Jersey and becoming the Brooklyn Nets. It was never built with basketball in mind, or with hockey or arena football, since it's the same size field as a hockey fit rink in mind. Um, what the reason, the problem you run into is in the upper deck on one end of the arena, essentially it's so close to the, the floor that if you were watching a hockey game, the goal and uh, about up to about the, the, the red dots where they do face-offs is cut off. To give you an idea of what this would look like on an arena football field, that'd be up to maybe about the five-yard line or so. So whereas you might see field goals go in because it's higher, you would miss touchdowns in one end of the arena if they ever filled in the second bowl or the upper deck, which they may not, so it may work. But I do, uh, but I mean... Now, the other thing is there's going to be Nassau Coliseum, which has just been renovated, still can seat for hockey, so theoretically should work for arena football. So if they think the business model would work like it did before to put it out on Nassau Coliseum, that might work. Um, and then obviously there's all this hubbub around the Islanders building a new arena out by uh, the horse race track, so maybe there would be a place for it there. Who knows? Um, but it's an, it's an interesting thought. It's an interesting experiment on where that would go. Uh, as far as as far as the uh, you know the future of the Arena Football League, so this week we have got our first of the bye weeks. Um, four of the teams are out this week. The lone game this weekend is the uh, oh who do we get? The lone game this weekend: the Philadelphia Assault, the Atlantic City Blackjacks. And next weekend it pits back up with the Valor at Brigade. And then the uh, Empire at the Destroyers. So, you know what? I mean, in you know, there's a game this week. It's 4th of July weekend. Be safe when you're out, everybody, on uh, on Thursday or over the weekend. We know a lot of people like to party. Also, fireworks, kind of dangerous when you're like, hey, let's blow something up for fun. So be careful about that, please. Uh, if you're going to watch the game this weekend, enjoy it. Um, if you're taking just the weekend off of, of sports to spend time with family, enjoy it as well. We'll talk to you next week when hopefully we're back to a regular show. But, uh... As always, go Destroyers. Thank you for listening to Battle Stations.